Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion, the Lord. Um, right now, we're going to be praying for the next few minutes, speaking in other tongues. All right, to read the scripture to us. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now we're going to be praying. I'm praying specially for um, the leaders of the nations of the world and the people all around the world, that they are no more under the deceptive control of darkness. They are no longer under the deceptive control of Satan and his cohorts and all their plans and their pandemic, their pandemic, vaccination, wanting to put to, uh, um, the world into two tribes of the vaccinated and unvaccinated tribes, that the world is no longer under the deception. You know, that the people of the nations, we can pray specifically for your nation, for your city, for your county, for your village, wherever you are resided, you can pray specially and using that as a point of contact to the whole world. Let's kindly unmute ourselves right now and begin to pray in other tongues. Lagabaya, <laughs> <laughs> 
Lakaba, 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, <clears throat> we pray for the leaders of the nations of the world, oh God. We pray for the people, oh God, of the world that they need no more deceit, hallelujah, by the plans and the scams of the enemy, oh God, by the plans and the scam of Satan and his cohort, oh God, and his human that he be no more deceived the God in the name of the Lord Jesus by the plans and purposes of the wicked yes oh God but the truth prevails hallelujah the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ prevails hallelujah yes hallelujah in the nations of the world in the cities in the countries in the villages of God, every self contact, hallelujah. Laka Sata Kabaya, Maleki Kabaya, Lekosoto Koboko City, Yekere Basata. We pray specifically, oh God, for nations of God who are on that state capture and siege, oh God, at this time, oh God, being deceived. Kasika Paro Soto Kobondo Kronoko Shikiribaya, Balaka City Kibaya, Lavasata Kabaya, Mekerebo Soto Kobakaya. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that their eyes are open to the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For your word is true to God, and you sanctify them with your truth to God. Rekete bende kese kete kibaya. Libro no shekete bonde prakadeshon amanda kabaya. Oh, hallelujah! Thank you, precious Father. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah! Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. You are welcome to this special time of fellowship with the Spirit of God and with God's children at this time. Thank you so very much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to always lead prayers. 
<clears throat> All right, now we're going into the Rhapsody segment. At this time, over to you, esteemed Amarak. Oh, can I hear you, boys? A bit faint. Is it better now? Yes. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Father, we give you praise. Thank you for a beautiful day yet again. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Hallelujah, glory be to God. In the amen. Glory be to God. In the amen. For his mercy is forever. Amen. For his mercy is forever. Amen. One more time. Glory be to God. In the highest, amen. Glory be to God. In the highest, amen. For his mercy and your forever, amen. For his mercy and your Heavenly Father, we thank you. Glory be to you, God, in the highest. Your mercies endures forever. Your compassion endures forever. Your faithfulness endures forever. Your goodness endures forever. Your kindness endures forever. Your graciousness endures forever. And yes, we have seen it. We have heard of it. And our mouths have testified that you are good. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome, everyone, to um, our time of devotion with the Lord. And at this moment, 
we will be taking our devotional article for today. Today is Wednesday, 21st April, 2021. And the scriptures, the title of today's article says, Know the scriptures by the Spirit. Know the scriptures by the Spirit. Then openly he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Luke 24 and verse 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. It's so important that you know the scriptures for yourself. It's the only material guaranteed to help you through the rough roads ahead successfully. It is the only material guaranteed to help you through the rough roads ahead successfully. That means there are rough roads ahead. Was two days ago, right, when the Spirit of God was telling us about what is coming. I think this rhapsody is confirming it. There are rough roads ahead, but the scripture is the only material guaranteed to help you through the rough roads ahead successfully. God told Joshua if he'd meditate on the scriptures, he'd be a success and make his way prosperous. Jesus was the very embodiment of knowledge and wisdom, yet he referred his hearers to the scriptures. In fact, the first miracle he performed, he'd perform after his resurrection was about the scriptures as read in the opening in our theme verse. He so wanted them to know the scriptures that he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He emphasized the scriptures. He emphasized the scriptures. He taught them the words of the prophets throughout the scriptures to let them know the prophecies concerning the Christ. Earlier in his ministry, he stood up in the synagogue to read from the scroll of Isaiah as mentioned in Luke 4.21. Luke 4.21. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. He emphasized the fulfillment of the scriptures and that the scriptures were the revelation of himself as he ministered to these disciples after his resurrection. The Bible says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Luke 24, 27, his whole life was about the scriptures. This is something you must take seriously. Focus your life on the scriptures. Focus your life on the scriptures. Focus your life on the scriptures. John 5, 39 says, search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. But to know the scriptures isn't in the head. To know it is by the spirit. Without the spirit, you can't know it. It's not to quote it to impress anybody, but to live by it. It is no use learning it to be able to explain it to everybody and impress others, whereas it has no power in your life. If you don't live it, the head knowledge of it will do you no good. So make up your mind that, though, that through the spirit, you will specialize in the scriptures. 
give attention to the word, know it by the spirit is what you must live by. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just maybe someone is thinking, um, by the spirit, by the spirit, by the spirit, how, how, how does it work? How, can I, how do I know the scriptures by the Spirit? First, we must all remember that we receive the Holy Ghost when we got born again. You know, um, there is the infilling of the Holy Spirit and there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when we got born again, you know, we got born again by the Holy Spirit, you know, and then we receive the Holy Spirit to come living us with an evidence of speaking in other tongues. I believe that everyone here speaks in tongues. This, that's what we do basically when we start out devotion in the morning and then we begin to pray for rulers, for presidents, for those in authority and for all men. We start out praying in tongues and what that means is you know, it's scriptural. The Bible says that pray in the spirit first. Then he said, pray in the understanding. He put the praying in the spirit above the praying in the understanding. So it tells you that these things are important. They are key and they are priority. If you don't speak in tongues, please reach out to any of the admin on our Telegram group after the meeting. And then they would call you and get you filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So having the Holy Spirit, I've repeatedly said in our devotional that the Holy Spirit was sent to make a success of our lives. Everyone is here because we all have an assignment. So everything we do, we do by him. And you see, being born again and receiving the Holy Spirit, you are not two persons. There's no you and then there's the Holy Spirit. The way um, um, it, the, what happened is that the Spirit of God mingled with your own spirit and you became one. So your thoughts become thoughts of the spirit. Your words become words of the spirit. Your actions become actions of the spirit. It is the reason you give a word to someone and the person returns and says, oh, this word that you gave me came back, came to pass verbatim. It is a consciousness that when I spoke, I didn't speak by myself, or I spoke by the Spirit. So when he says that to know the Scriptures isn't in the head, to know the Scriptures is by the Spirit. So even the understanding that you are receiving at this time, every day as we meet for our devotion, it is by the Spirit. You know, and then when you want to, the other day we we're talking about meditation and um, um, we were being taught, it was on Saturday, Rhapsody was teaching us how to meditate. And he says that set out a time and a place. And he said, at that time, go to that place. And then he said, before you begin to meditate, speak in other tongues. When you speak in other tongues, you charge yourself and you make your spirit at that time very, very sensitive to the promptings and to be used by the spirit. There's a communication of the spirit that is expressed at that time. You know, so these things are there for us to practice, to practice. And know that Christianity is first for yourself. We were called into fellowship before we were called into ministry. I hope that you understand what I mean. God brought us into fellowship with him. It is the reason for salvation. The calling into the ministry of reconciliation is so that God can walk through us to bring others into fellowship. That means what is most important to God is the fellowship. So whatever you do, stay in fellowship with God. And the scriptures is one place. 
to make it happen for you. Because the Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Praise God. So today and always, let the scriptures be priority in your life. Praise God. At this moment, I'll hand over to Sister Joy, who will take us through the further study and also the Rhapsody prayer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. I'm going to be taking the further study. We're reading from, excuse me, Matthew 22, 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Proverbs 4, 20, the New American Standard Bible. My son, Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Right now, we're going to be taking the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the gifts, for the scriptures by which you lead and guide me into the destiny you planned for me. I live confidently and joyfully every day, knowing you are with me, in me and for me. As I give more attention to the scriptures through the spirit, the eyes of my understanding are continually enlightened to walk in your preordained path for me in victory and extraordinary success. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brodozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Everyone, depends on what part of the world you're connecting from. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Time of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. Congratulations to everyone that's been consistent with the daily Bible reading plan. Uh, we're reading the New Testament and we have been reading the message translation, which has been a very, very expository read. Today we're reading the book of Luke chapter 19 and from verse 1 to 27. The caption for today is Zacchaeus. Verse 1. Then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there. His name was his name Zacchaeus, the head tax man, and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when he came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your, home, in your home. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. Everyone who saw the incident was ignorant and grumped. What business does he have getting cozy with this crook? Zacchaeus just stood there, a little stunned. He stammered ap apologetically. Master, I give away half my income to the poor. And if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times 
<laughs> the damages. <laughs> Zacchaeus just had guilty conscience. Jesus said, today is salvation day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to find and restore the lost. For the son of man came to find and restore the lost. Praise God. The caption, the story about investment. While he had their attention and because they were getting close to Jerusalem, by this time, an expectation was building that God's kingdom will appear any minute. He told this story. There was once a man descended from a royal house who needed to make a long trip back to headquarters to get authorization for his rule and then return. But first, he called 10 servants together, gave them each a sum of money and instructed them, operate with this until I return. But the citizens there hated him. So they sent a commission with a signed petition to oppose his rule. We don't want this man to rule us. When he came back, bringing the authorization of his rule, he called those 10 servants to whom he had given the money to find out how they had done. The first said, master, I doubled your money. He said, good servants, great work, because you have been trustworthy in this small job. I'm making you governor of 10 towns. Glory to God. The second said, Master, I made a 50% profit on your money. He said, I'm putting you in charge of five towns. The next servant said, Master, here's your money, safe and sound. I kept it hidden in the cellar. To tell you the truth, I was a little afraid. I know you have high standards and hate sloppiness and don't suffer fools gladly. He said, you are right that I don't suffer fools gladly and you have acted the fool. Why didn't, why didn't you at least invest the money in securities so I would have gotten a little interest on it? Then he said to those standing there, take the money from him, Joe, and give it to the servant who doubled my stake. They said, but master, he already has double. He said, that's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Hallelujah. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. As for these enemies of mine who petitioned against my rule, clear them out of here i don't want to see their faces around here again glory to god and may the lord bless this reading of his word in our heart in jesus name amen write our hand over to brother john who will take us through the old testament bible reading plan have a beautiful day everyone god bless you Okay, thank you so much, Brother Jose. Um, Brother, Brother John is not available at the moment, so I'll just take the 
um, Old Testament Bible reading plan, and we're reading from First Samuel chapter fourteen and verse and chapter fifteen. Those two chapters today. Okay. Later that day, Jonathan Solson said to his armor come on, let's go over to the Philistine garrison patrol on the other side of the pass. But he didn't tell his father. Meanwhile, Saul was taking it easy under the pomegranate tree at the threshing floor on the edge of the town at Geba, Gibeah. There were about 600 men with him. Ahijah wearing the priestly effort was there was also there. Ahijah was a son of Ahitub, brother of Ichabod, son of Phinehas, who was the son of Eli, the priest of God at Shiloh. No one then knew that Jonathan had gone off. The path that Jonathan was planning to cross over to the Philistine garrison was flanked on either side by sharp rock outcroppings, cliffs named Bozes and Sene. The cliff to the north faced Mikmash, the cliff to the south faced Geba, which is Gibeah. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come on now, let's go across to these uncircumcised pagans. Maybe God will work for us. There's no rule that says God can only deliver by using a big army. No one can stop God from saving when he sets his mind to do it. His armor bearer said, go ahead, do what you think best. I'm with you all the way. Jonathan said, here's what we'll do. We'll cross over the pass and let the men see we're there. If they say, halt, don't move until we check you out. We'll stay put and not go up. And if they say, come on up, we'll go right up and we'll know God has given us, given them to us. That will be our sign. So they did, the two of them. They stepped into the open where they could be seen by the Philistine garrison. The Philistines shouted out, look at that. The Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Verse 12, then they yelled down to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come on up here. We've got a thing or two to show you. Jonathan shouted to his armor bearer, up, follow me. God has turned them over to Israel. Jonathan scrambled up on all fours, his armor bearer right on his heels. When the Philistines came running up to them, he knocked them flat, his armor bearer right behind, finishing them off, bashing their heads in with stones. In this first bloody encounter, Jonathan and his armor killed about 20 men. They set off a terrific upheaval in both camp and field. The soldiers in the garrison and the raiding squad badly shaking up, the ground itself shuddering, panic like you've never seen before, straight to the battle. So sentries posted back at Geba Gebeir in, in Benjamin saw the confusion and turmoil raging in the camp, so commanded, line up and take the role. See who is here and who is missing. When they called the role, Jonathan and his armor bearer turned up missing. Saul ordered Ahijah, bring the priestly effort. Let's see what God has to say here. Ahijah was responsible for the effort in those days. While Saul was in conversation with the priest, the upheaval in the Philistine camp became greater and louder. Then Saul interrupted Ahijah, put the effort away. Saul immediately called his army together and they went straight to the battle. 
When they got there, they found total confusion. Philistines swinging their swords widely, killing each other. Hebrews who had earlier defected to the Philistine camp came back. They now wanted to be with Israel under Saul and Jonathan. Not only that, but when all the Israelites who had been hiding out in the backwoods of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were running for their lives, they came out and joined the chase. God saved Israel. God saved Israel. God saved Israel. What a day. Hallelujah. Fighting moved on to Beth Aven. The whole army was behind Saul now, 10,000 strong, with the fighting scattering into all the towns throughout the hills of Ephraim. Saul did something really foolish that day. He addressed the army. A curse on the man who eats anything before evening. Before I've wrecked vengeance on all enemies, none of them ate a thing all day. This place... <laughs> This is so declaring a fast. It looked like a holy fast, but the Bible said it was a foolish thing. It matters that when we take spiritual decisions, especially as leaders, they may look like a nice plan, but they can also be foolish. That's what the Bible is trying to tell us here. He actually was doing that by the flesh. He wasn't being considerate. This is a battle that they require strength to fight. And he was saying that anyone who eats anything will be cursed. God wasn't happy with it because he felt like, be considerate, be sensitive to situations, poor and soul, you know. Verse 25, there were honeycombs here and there in the fields, but no one so much as put his finger in the honey to taste it. For the soldiers to a man feared the cause. But Jonathan hadn't heard his father put the army under oath. He stuck the tip of his staff into some honey and ate it. Refreshed, his eyes lit up with renewed vigor. A soldier spoke up. Your father had put the army under solemn oath, saying, a curse on the man who eats anything before evening. No wonder the soldiers are drooping. You can hear that. Jonathan said, my father has imperiled the country. Just look how quickly my energy has returned since I ate a little of this honey. It would have been a lot better, believe me, if the soldiers had eaten their fill of whatever they took from the enemy. Who knows how much worse we could have whipped them. They killed Philistines that day, all the way from Mi'kmaq to Aijalon, but the soldiers ended up totally exhausted. Then they started plundering. They grabbed anything in sight, sheep, cattle, calves, and butchered it while they found it. Then they glutted themselves, meat, blood, the works. And remember that God had told them not to eat anything that had blood in it. Now they are in a condition where they had to. Verse 33, Saul was told, do something. The soldiers are sinning against God. They are eating meat with the blood still in it. Saul said, you are biting the hand that feeds you. Roll a big rock over here now. He continued, disperse among the troop and tell them, bring your oxen and sheep to me and butcher them properly here. Then you can feast to your heart's content. Please don't sin against God by eating meat with the blood still in it. And so they did. That night, each soldier, one after the other, led his animal there to be butchered. That's the story behind Saul's build, Saul building an altar to God. It's the first altar to God that he built. Find out what God thinks. Paul said, verse 36, Let's go after the Philistines tonight. We can spend the night looting and plundering. We won't leave a single, we won't leave a single live Philistine. Sounds good to us, said the troops. 
let's do it. But the priest slowed them down. Let's find out what God thinks about this. So Paul prayed to God, shall I go after the Philistines? Will you put them in Israel's hand? God didn't answer him on that occasion. So then said, all army officers, step forward. Some sin has been committed this day. We're going to find out what it is and who did it. As God lives, Israel's savior God, whoever sinned will die, even if it turned out to be Jonathan, my son. Nobody said a word. So said to the Israelites, you line up over that side and I and Jonathan, my son, will stand on this side. The army agreed, fine, whatever you say. Then Saul prayed to God, O God of Israel, why haven't you answered me today? Show me the truth. If the sin is in me, O Jonathan, then, O God, give the sign, Urim. But if the sin is in the army of Israel, give the sign to men. The Urim sign turned up and pointed to Saul and Jonathan. They, that cleared the army. Next, Saul said, cast the lots between me and Jonathan and death to the one God points to. The soldiers protested, no, this is not right. Stop this. But Saul pushed on anyway. They cast the, the lot, Utim, Urim and Tumim, and the lot fell to Jonathan. Saul confronted Jonathan, what did you do? Tell me. Jonathan said, I licked a bit of honey off the tip of the staff I was carrying. That's it. And for that, I'm going to die. I'm to die. Saul said, yes, Jonathan most certainly will die. It's out of my hands. I can't go against God, can I? The soldiers rose up. So Jonathan died, never. He's just carried out his this stunning salvation victory for Israel. As surely as God lives, not a hair on his head is going to be harmed. Why? He's been walking hand in hand with God all day. The soldiers rescued Jonathan and he didn't die. Saul pulled back from chasing the Philistines and the Philistines went home. Saul extended his rule, capturing neighboring kingdoms. He fought enemies on every front. Moab, Ammon, Edom, and the king of Zobah, the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he came up with a victory. He became invincible. He smashed Amalek, freeing Israel from, the, from slavery and looting. Saul's sons were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua. His daughters were Merab, the firstborn, and Milcah, the younger. Saul's wife was Ahinom, daughter of Ahimaz. Abner, son of Ner, was commander of Saul's army. Ner was Saul's uncle. Kish, Saul's father, and Ner, Abner's father, were the sons of Abiel. All through Saul's life, there was war bitter and relentless relentless with the Philistines. Saul, Saul conscripted every strong and brave man he laid eyes on. Praise God. That was a long chapter. First Samuel chapter 15, second chapter for today. Samuel said to Saul, God sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now listen to what God says. This is the God of the angel army speaking. I'm about to get even with Amalek for ambushing Israel when Israel came out of Egypt. Here's what you are to do. Go to war against Amalek. Put everything connected with Amalek under a holy ban and no exceptions. This is to be total destruction. Men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys, the works. Saul said, Saul called the army together at Talim and prepared them to go to war, 200 companies of infantry from Israel and under 10 companies from Judah. Saul marched to Amalek city and hid in the, the canyon. Then Saul got word to the Canaanites, get out of there, here, while you can. Evacuate the city right now and you get law or you get lumped in with the Amalekites. I'm warning you because you showed real kindness to the Israelites when they came out of Egypt and they did. 
the Canaanites ever created the place. Then Saul went after Amalek from the canyon all the way to shore near the Egyptian border. He captured Agag, king of Amalek, alive. Everyone else was killed under the terms of the holy ban. Saul and the army made an exception for Agag and for the choice sheep and cattle. They didn't include them under the terms of the holy ban, but all the reds which nobody wanted anyway, they destroyed as decreed by the holy ban. Then God spoke to Samuel, I'm sorry I ever made Saul king. He's turned his back on me. He refuses to do what I tell him. Samuel was angry when he heard this. He prayed his anger and disappointment all through the night. He got up early in the morning to comfort Saul, but was told Saul's gone. He went to Carmel to set up a victory monument in his own honor and then was headed for Gilgal. By the time Samuel caught up with him, Saul had finished an act of worship, having used Amalek plunder for the burnt offerings sacrificed to God. As Samuel came close, Saul called out, God's blessings on you. I accomplished God's plan to the letter. To the letter. Saul said, so what's this I'm hearing? The bleating of sheep, this mowing of cattle? Only some Amalekite looked, said Saul. The soldier saved back a few of the choice cattle and sheep to offer up in sacrifice to God, but everything else we destroyed under the holy ban. Enough, interrupted Samuel. Let me tell you what God told me last night. Saul said, go ahead, tell me. And Samuel told him, when you started out in this, you were nothing and you knew it. Then God put you at the head of Israel, made you king over Israel. Then God sent you off to do a job for him, urging you, go and put those sinners, the Amalekites, under a holy ban. ban. Go to war against them until you have totally wiped them out. So why did you not obey God? Why did you grab all this loot? Why with God's eyes on you all the time did you brazenly carry out this evil? Saul defended himself. What are you talking about? I did obey God. I did the job God set for me. I brought in King Agag and destroyed the Amalekites under the terms of the holy ban. So the soldiers saved back a few choice sheep and cattle from the holy ban for sacrifice to God at Gilgad. Gilgad, what's wrong with that? Samuel said, do you think all God wants, all God wants are sacrifices? Empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing, not staging a lavish religious production, not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with the dead with your dead ancestors. Before you said no to God's command, he says no to your kingship. Saul gave in and confessed, I've sinned. I've trampled roughshod over God's word and your instructions. I cared more about pleasing the people. I let them tell me what to do. Oh, absorb me of my sin. Take my hand and lead me to the altar so I can worship God. But Samuel refused. No, I can't come alongside you in this. You rejected God's command. Now God has rejected you as king over Israel. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul grabbed at his priestly robe and a piece off. Samuel said, God has just now torn the kingdom from you and handed it over to your neighbor, a better man than you are. Israel's God of glory doesn't deceive and he doesn't thither. He says what he means and means what he says. He says what he means and means what he says. Saul tried again, I have seen, but don't abandon me. Support me with your presence before the leaders and the people. Come along with me as I go back to worship God. Samuel did. He went back with him and Saul went to his knees 
before God and worship. Then Samuel said, present King Hagag of the Amalek, Amalek of Amalek to me. Hagag came, dragging his feet, muttering that he'd be better off dead. Samuel said, just at your sword made me just as your sword made, a, made many a woman childless, so your mother will be childless among those women. And Samuel caught Agag down in the presence of God right there in Gilgal. Samuel left immediately for Ramah and Saul went home to Gilgal. Samuel had nothing to do with Saul from then on, though he grieved long and deeply over him, but God was sorry he had made Saul king in the first place praise the lord hallelujah okay so much to learn from the you know the chapters we have read um we see a man who is king in the place of Saul in this time and we see him you know taking decisions that he should not have taken and you see that by the time he began to go against clear decisions by the time he began to allow his own spirit lead him instead of the spirit of God he began to err and we saw how that his his mistakes led to his destruction and you know um as leaders there's a lot we can learn from this story I'm sure you saw a lot while we read and it goes back to what we learned in today's rhapsody whatever you do do by the spirit do by the spirit and the spirit of God will never lead you outside of the word. For instance, the instruction was clear, destroy everything that had to do with the Amalekites. But no, Saul was going to do as his own spirit led him. And he was also careful about what people thought about him. He wanted to please the people. He wanted the people to feel good. So he allowed them to take for their own selves the plunder. But this particular plunder, God said, destroy all of it. You know, so as leaders, be led by the spirit. Sometimes the things that you do may not even sit well with some of your members. And sometimes even all of your members may not understand. You know, I've been there when I would probably take a decision and some of the, maybe even my team leaders don't understand why I'm taking that decision. But time, you know, and results prove that it was by the spirit. And sometimes you can also bring, it's a good idea. It looks good. It looks good to execute, but it is not by the spirit. It is not um, by the spirit. You know, it's not enough. That is a good idea. Let it be a good idea. Always inquire from God what he wants you to do. Remember that, that when Saul was going to act, the priest reminded him, let us first find out from God what God wants. It's not about what you want. So my question to you, that person you want to marry, is it what God wants? That job you want to take, is it what God wants? That business you want to go into, is it what God wants? You want to relocate to Canada. You want to relocate to this place. Is it what God wants? Or is it just a good idea that everybody's doing and you too want to be a part of it? Today, Remember the story of Saul and remember that the man who went on his own way doing his own thing ended up losing even that which God had given to him. Don't end up like Saul. My pastor used to say every character is in the Bible. If you choose your character that you want to act out, also find out how that character ended in the Bible and you can tell how you would end. I choose characters like that of Jesus, who ended up fulfilling everything that God planned for him to fulfill. 
in Jesus' name, amen. And so it is with everyone. Praise God, hallelujah. I'll hand over right now to Brother Martins, who will take us through the Pauline affirmation and the communion. Thank you so much. Brother Martins, are you there? Praise the Lord. I was trying to get my tongue yet. Praise the Lord. Okay, we have our affirmation on the screen already. We're taking our affirmation this morning. Starting our affirmation, you start with your name. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more. At this time, I'll hand it everyone to unbid their mind. One, two, three. Thank <laughs> you. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to take our communion at the moment, and I'm going to be reading from First Corinthians chapter 11. Um, please get your bread ready, get your wine ready. We have repeatedly emphasized the importance of the communion. Verse 23, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to participate in the body, to be a part of this body. And yes, even as we break this bread, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. That situation that has stood as a mountain, has stood as Goliath saying that as, as long as I am here, that child of God will not make progress. That child of God will see no victory or experience no success. Even as we break this bread, we declare that that situation is broken away, taken away completely, and there is now free passage in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years off as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shoot a lot dead till he come. Thank you, Father, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. Even as we take this cup right now, we declare God is to us who the word says he is. Jesus Christ is to us who the word says he is. The Holy Spirit is to us who the word says he is. We are who the word says we are. We have what the word says we have. We can do what the word says we can do. And we are where the word says we are. Yes, these seven confessions of our solid funds is our experience, is our reality by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today, 21st of April is a special day. And as you, the Spirit of God, distribute special gifts, receive yours in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take the cup. The lady who was supposed to testify yesterday, please, if you are here, please raise your hand. We had someone um, for the testimony yesterday. There was one more person I think, was it Sister Grace or so? I'm not very sure. Okay, Sister Grace, please um, unmute and quickly share your testimony. You have one minute, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening. I am so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. I am... I don't even know, I can't tell how I joined this group. I can't remember how, but I'm grateful to God for bringing me here because 
my spiritual life has been, has been so, you know, blessed, so increased. I used to find it difficult. My mornings are usually, I, I, I stay up very late, so I wake up late. So it's almost a drag to do all we have to do here. But since the day I found this group, it's taken mm-hmm. upon myself. And God has been faithful. Like, I look forward to every morning. And any day I happen to miss this meeting, it's almost like something has been taken away from me. One very, very um, profound testimony I have is there was a week you talked about, I think it was three days to the end of the month, and you said that God had, God had something special for us those three days. I was having issues with my rent, and it was, it was beginning to be a serious problem because I was expecting some money and gave my landlord time that I would renew the rent and the money didn't come at that time. So he was beginning to make trouble. And miraculously, <laughs> miraculously, first of all, he just became so calm. Like without me talking to him, he became so calm. And when I got the money, I didn't even get the complete money. I went to talk to him and it was almost like he's not the same person who was disturbing me. He collected the money and encouraged me and, you know, <laughs> it, that was a big testimony and I'm grateful to God for for his word that always works and he has given us his word. It's such a privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, everyone who have made this platform possible. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Grace, and congratulations. Testimonies will always abound in your camp in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. It's been a great day and a great time of devotion with our Father. Um, go out today with a consciousness that God loves you and he's out there to do you good. So um, return with testimonies and see... You have, you have, I, I, I'm trying to look for the right word. You, you, you have a bet right. And the bet right, part of that bet right is for you to live a life of luxury. The streets of heaven are made of gold. When are you going to live in a house that is made of gold? Just think about it and know that it is part of God's plan for you on earth. Praise God. Let's unmute as we share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The Holy Spirit. Okay, just before we say cheerio, brethren, all the podcasts for 1st of April till last night, till yesterday, has been posted on the Telegram group. Please, you can go back there and listen to those that you missed. Or if you want to listen to all of them, please feel free. And I want to ask us to set up notification for the Telegram group. Telegram, you need to set up notification, else you will not know when things are posted on the group that will benefit you. Set up your notification so that you can get the alerts as the things are posted there so that you can participate effectively. And please feel free to invite your friends. We'll repost the link 
to the group so that you can invite loved ones to join. God bless you, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Mom. Good morning, Mom. Have a good day.